When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Game ended last night like around 12, 12, 15 by the time it was over, and I was hyped, and then I couldn't go to sleep, and then it just, next thing you know, I'm here. Right with you, Jay. Still haven't learned. Keep trying to tell y'all, man, I get that mid, mid-afternoon nap in. I know. Ain't no mid-afternoon. I when, when? You yeah. know, mid-afternoon. You need After mid-afternoon. this just in. That's uh, that's 3 p.m. This just in ends. So get your. I got boxing 3:15, mm-hmm. 3:30 Zoom on this show. That's over at four o'clock. Where's the mid-afternoon nap, brother? Mm. Afternoon's over. Yeah, <laughs> and, well, and we got still an hour, man. Game. Yeah, we got huh? it. We got it. We all right. Yeah, yeah. I'll be all right, man. Y'all, yeah, yeah. Y'all can power through these four look, hours, man. Yeah, we do like we do a lot of complaining tired. about the being Celtics, tired. Though, uh, Celtics look quarter. tired to you. Fourth quarter ran out of gas, man. That's what happens when you come out with a poor start. Warriors are one game away from the championship. They win game five by 10 points, 104-94. But if, if you were to go through, guys, everything that happened in the game, what would you have told me, Jay? Like, like if you go through that game, say I mean, the if Celtics going to hit all these threes in the, in the second half. And- Max, if you were to tell me that Steph would shoot 7 of 22 from the field, mm-hmm not make one three, go zero of nine from the three-point line, I would tell you that Boston wins by 15. Easily. By 15. Like The, the, the star last night, you're going to hear everybody talk about it. They talked about last night and today. Is Wiggins not only did a great job on Jason Tatum, even though Jason Tatum had a 20-plus point performance, he was nowhere to be found in the first quarter, which allowed them to get off into a great start. Draymond Green played extremely well early. And Wiggins scored 10 of his 20-plus, his 26 points in the fourth quarter and came through with clutch play after clutch play. And to me, Wiggins is a guy to talk about, but also Bob Myers and the way he's constructed this team. When, when it's all said and done, Key, he deserves so much credit pulling off the trade for Wiggins, getting him out of Minnesota, being able to get guys like Jordan Poole with a 28th pick in the draft, bringing up Gary Payton a second from the G League, getting a guy like Kaminga in that draft, Kevon Looney, the way they used him. The pieces just really fit for this team, despite Steph Curry having a poor performance. Yeah, Yeah, that's the key is your front office knowing exactly what to do in the personalities fitting in the structure of your organization. When Wiggins was acquired from Minnesota, everybody assumed he would be there for a short period of time, then they would move on to go get somebody else in a trade, but then for whatever reason, they saw something different. Their plan was a little bit different. Maybe initially that was the case. They wanted to do something different, but then when they got him on got him on campus, they said to themselves, you know what, this probably fits for us. This works for us. We want to keep him in the fold. And ever since then, all he quietly balling, right? He's not going to get the accolades because in Minnesota, when he was traded from Cleveland to Minnesota, everybody assumed based on where he was drafted – that Wiggins would be the main guy, he would carry teams, and when he was only scoring, what was it, Jay, probably 20 points a game 
he was averaging 20 a game. People were like, ah, well, you know, and he didn't give you that dog mentality, it felt like. So people just assumed cast him away. Now you're moved in a trade as a people looked at it as a throwaway, so he's never going to get the benefit of the doubt because of where he was drafted at. But the only thing he's been for the Warriors is Mr. Consistent. And, and, and every time you look up, He's contributing at a different his, level. His shot and his defense have gotten better on the Warriors, but in many ways, Jay, he, like Iguodala once upon a time, he's drafted at a certain spot. He's supposed to be the best player. Hey, can he be the best player in a championship team? That's miscasting him a little. But when you bring him to the Warriors and fit him into that culture and into that pecking order in terms of the scoring, and he can play defense, all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, and he's the fourth, fifth best player on the team? Like, you know, that, that's well, what an addition! You know, that may not he may not be the no, no, right? Best but that's player. when when he fits in in terms of there's there's Steph, there's Clay who's now coming off injury, Jordan Poole as a six man or whatever you want to call him. It's time for straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, guys. Draymond Green at the post game presser. A win is a win, and you know, obviously, we have spoke about helping him, and I don't think he's he's been out there helpless. Like that's the narrative, but everybody's doing their part, and you know, tonight, a night that he didn't have it going, we found offense elsewhere, and that's kind of what it's been. But in the same token, if he's got it going, we're going to be heavy Steph Curry. That's just what it is. So, the whole notion of this guy doesn't, you know, he doesn't have help. Well, he got forty three. He's going to keep shooting, and we're going to keep doing all that we can to get him shooting. So. Uh, it was huge, and that's good for us. You know, he was 0 for 9 from 3. He's going to be livid going into game 6, and that's exactly what we need. I mean, look, if you're the Warriors, you're in a great position. You got Steph being angry. The fact he hasn't made a 3, was it 233 consecutive games in which this dude has made a 3, 133 postseason straight games he's made a 3. Did not make one last night. Now I give Boston some credit for how their coverage was different. Uh, but still, the ball just couldn't go in. But for you know, Draymond Green, the energy level felt different to start the game. That's different than what you saw in Game 4 and Game 3. He was involved. He was active. And Wiggins took the initiative key coming out scoring right away. And also, you get bench points, man. You get 33 bench points. That's a game changer for your squad. Yeah, they, you mentioned the bench when you start talking about, you know, whether it was Jordan Poole hitting the, the shot at the end there or whether it was or whether it was GP. Is it two the or second, three? The second, the second. <laughs> All his kids are GPs, but the second um, contributing both on the deep. That's a sneaky That's a sneaky guy that they've come off the bench. People have forgot about him. Once no he doubt. Got, once he got hurt, it was kind of like, ah, Okay, but then he's been sneaky for them coming off the bench, contributing both on the defensive end, hitting some shots down the down the stretch. Then Clay getting, I mean, I guess you could call it hot or whatever you want to call it, but Clay when changed. he started stroking in the in the third quarter, I'm like, oh, here it comes, right? And then he get, but then the foul, but game six, Clay, boy, this is set up. But that Steph Curry playing the way he played and having those other guys making up. The difference is how you win games. I mean, and I said it yesterday, Jay. The question was asked, how could they win the game? I said, well, if, if Steph is handcuffed, the rest of them dudes got to contribute. Draymond had eight points or whatever it was, but those eight points, those little bitty eight points came in a way that made you feel good. It's like when people talk about, this team knows how to win. 
And it's kind of vague, like, what do they mean? Warriors, that's what they mean, right? Starts with the culture. You mentioned Bob Myers, Gary Payton the second, like all those things, but front office. They got the right coach in place. They have the right superstar in Steph, unselfish, the whole thing. They have the right supporting pieces, guys like Draymond. Draymond has not played well this series, and yet he figured out in, I'd say, two different games how to contribute to wins in game two and game five. Have you guys noticed that the start to each game really dictates who the winner of the game is, has, is going to be, right? Like when um, when they came out, when Draymond played his really good game, like it was a defensive possession where he got a, um, I think it was a jump ball on Al Horford, and that kind of initiated it. And once again, I'm trying to tell you all, last night when Jason Tatum came out passive and he wasn't aggressive, Jalen Brown was trying, but Marcus Smart looked – disoriented, and even though Steph wasn't making shots, the pace of the game was dictated by Golden State. Now, Boston fought back in that game, but to sustain that energy level, to get back to that game, you saw in the fourth quarter they ran out of gas, and the start of the game was imperative on why Golden State won the game too. We'll get into it a little bit more later. When Jordan Poole's shot went in, I'm like, oh, okay. Key, something good always happens for that guy. Like, it gave me that uh, feeling not about— Not necessarily true for Jordan Poole. It gave, no, no, about the Warriors. Oh, Warriors. It gave me that feeling about the Warriors. Like, sometimes you just feel like the basketball gods are smiling on a certain franchise. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. And that's the question. Did that shot change the NBA Finals? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. All right, guys. It's the end. It's the anniversary, right? Like, is this is <laughs> maybe the Why most be an anniversary. The most, the most memorable. Maybe the most iconic shot. People talk about the iconic shots. Maybe the greatest shot of NBA Finals history. Michael Jordan push off Byron Scott. 
Was that the, that was I'm sorry, uh, Brian, Brian. It was Brian Byron Russell. Russell. That was the final game, right? Huh? Game six. It was game, yeah. game. That six, was it. Yeah. They yeah. That was that, that shot. One thing. No, game. when you Utah. said no, when you <clears> said uh, yeah, it was in Utah. But when you said probably the most iconic, it made me think. That's why I said I was thinking of Magic Skyhook yeah. in Boston. But because that ended yeah, the finals. Yeah, because that ended the finals. One day someone and will do that in Game Seven. Correct. I think Mike retired after that shot. Yeah, that was that was the first retirement. No, the second. The second. I'm sorry. I forgot how many retirements there were. That was the end of the Bulls. For Michael Jordan. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, that was the end of it. That's when he right. retired. retired. Do, you, do you know, I, one of the things I remember about that, it was the first time, because start, I started working on that, actually, that game. I had never known as an offensive player, I can use my hands the same way you can use your hands as a defender. I, I don't know if you guys know what that means, but, like, literally, like, if like in a key, we played that two-on-two game, I could take your hand. Sam Cassell would do this all the time in the league. If I'm driving and your arm's up, I could take your arm and pull your hand down and bring your momentum back. And watching Jordan make that shot, I was like, oh, you can use the offhand to slightly push somebody as you move. And if the defense is moving that way, the refs, the momentum, you never really see it. It was oh, yeah, one of those cheating. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's next level yeah, you cheating. Do it, you do it in, in, in football, too. When I'm running a route and, and you're right by me and I hit you. Right at your hip level, and uh-huh. you're already going like you're you're defending me, and you're already turned to run out. And when I go to break down and come out of my break, all I got to do is do Check just you. that, just that enough, and you're going the you're going that same direction. But because of your momentum, you're gonna we gonna separate a little a well, little more. But when's the first time you realize that? Like, oh, I could. I'm allowed to do that. Like, when's I get the away with a bet? Di- well, I well, like a bet doing it to you. Like, damn, I started what? doing that in college though. Yeah, but I you was had to watching, learn it. I was watching Michael Irvin, See? Jerry Rice, now, you know, and I'm watching. I'm like, damn, he got a lot of separation. How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> and then you start really paying attention Studying to him. Studying the game. Film, you're like, and by oh, the way, okay. for MJ, man, that, that, that shot, how beautiful. Because it's like, it's almost like Ray Allen's shot that he made in the corner with the Miami Heat, right? Like, there's certain guys that always go up and down in the same spot. It doesn't matter how fast yeah. they're moving laterally, east to west. That joint was this pullback. Raise Bob's beautiful. And that was a step. If you really look at it and pay attention to it, that was a step back before a step back. Because Jordan gathered himself. Yeah. After he pushed him, he gathered himself. himself. Yeah. And then he just, boom, knocked it down. Pure. Man. Look <laughs> yeah. at Max. Max Man. getting all uh, uh, tickled to death, turning red, what, thinking about it. What a way to We're end We're back it. in 10 end seconds. It. Damn. Here's Wiggins using a screen to get free. Drives the lane and flushes with a right hand. He's just been fantastic, not just in this series, but throughout the playoffs. Coming into this year, he was an all-star starter for a reason. You know, something I've jumped about for sure. And then get bigger than this. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Okay, James, I see you on the board today. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. It's impossible not to tell that it's me. Yates is a very interesting playlist today. <laughs> so don't do that to Yates. So James Rockin. There are some. Hey, give me another fireball. Listen, Key. This is I, I mentioned it last <laughs> give segment. Give me a Jaeger bomb. Jaeger <laughs> bomb. Jaeger bomb. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, bring you back. That. Bring What's you back. Wrong? There's nothing wrong with that. Put it this way. Jaeger bomb. There's no, bomb night. there's no Cisco in that track. Jager. Let's put it that way. Jaeger <laughs> bomb. Jaeger bombs. You've been there, Key. You know not, what time not, that is. I've had. Jägermeister one time in my life. The deer. It was great because I did yeah. it. I shot a commercial for it. So it was great. I went over to Prague. We did the whole deal. Jeez. It was good. Really good. It was so really first great. Class. I went over. Why no, did you give me the thumbs up? It because, was. It was really great. It was good. It was. It, 
They were great, great company to me. I had no, yeah. Prague is like every yeah. European city you see in the movies. They shoot in Prague, right? Always. And, they hear, and, 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 and when you hear that in a spy movie, that's Prague. Jason Bourne. I almost called you Jay, but Max. So true. Yeah. You know, it was the first time I ever been, and I'm like, but Jaeger. So we did this whole deal, and Jaeger. Part of my deal was I got all this Jaeger. So they shipped a bunch of stuff to me. I gave it away, but it, I'm talking about Jay. It might have been a couple hundred boxes oh, oh, of that, Jaeger. That licorice taste. Like oh, that, that post-licorice. Man. I, 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 mm, I've had bad experiences you talk about, down that path. You I think Jaeger's wrong with Jaeger. It's just <laughs> a bad, yeah. it just leaves a bad deal. The it's taste, heavy. That's all. It's heavy. It gets the job done. How about that? And they gave me this machine and you pour. It was a Jaeger oh. machine. Yeah, it was a machine the that hell? they would pour. You poured a Jaeger in. It was just like a, a, like a, a coffee machine. Like, He's got a liquor license in Prague, Jay. It was, it was crazy. And then <laughs> I gave me it to Prague with I you. actually <laughs> gave it to my one of my good friends. I gave it to him and his family, and they used it for their son's bar mitzvah. Oh. You know? Jaeger at the bar mitzvah, yeah, huh? It was cool. yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, yeah, those little kids was running around here. Yeah, they were they were lit. Yeah, it was right. Wait a minute, I t- t- today I'm a man, right? Give me that Jaeger. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the one of my favorite things, one of my favorite Parcellian expressions that uh-huh. that Key you have said on this show, and boy, I've used it since then, is something good always happens for that guy or something bad always happens for that guy. Talking about what watching a guy at practice runs around looks good, but somehow. The play doesn't go his way. And another right dude, there. There's the ball yeah. in his hand. Yeah. yeah. And another dude just looks okay, but somehow he's in the right place at the right time. Right? Ball bounces right his way, scoops and scores. The other guy, the ball bounced to him, but it went out of bounds. We all know players like that in all different sports. You're like, man, he's not good, but somehow when, he's, when, in the, when in the, it's in the clutch, he, there he is, right? Well, that's how I can apply that to teams, too. There's some moments where I'm like, something good always happens for them. And when... When Jordan Poole hit the shot at the end of the third quarter from it's not it wasn't half court, but it was mm, it wasn't a three. It wasn't just a regular three either. It was two third. Yeah, it was between the three point. That's his second second time, though, this series. He did it. He did it. A lot of momentum like shots. But no, at the end, the one in game two, he hit from half court. Yep. But when it ends, I always feel that way, like. I used to feel this way about the Bulls as a Knicks fan. Damn, they hit the shot heading into the half. They gave them a one-point lead, and it was like a prayer shot, right? Like, ah, something good always happens for them. When that shot went in, guys, I don't know how you felt. I felt Warriors were going to win the game. I felt like they were going to win the game all the way from the beginning, though, to be honest with you, just because they, you know, the Celtics made a little bit of run in, in the third quarter or whatnot. I still felt like, yeah, okay, we got the fourth quarter to go, and I think they'll be okay. Jalen Brown, how much did Pools three affect the, th- the momentum out of that third quarter? It was a big shot, um, but third quarter, um, we played some really good basketball. We just didn't take care of business in other quarters. Yeah, I mean, so you don't take care of business in the first quarter and the fourth. I mean, two very important quarters. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a pretty challenging thing for the Boston Celtics. And I give Jordan Poole and Gary Payton the second a lot of credit. Like, no, Derek White had one bench point at the half. The Boston Celtics had one bench point at the half. And that's why 
when you look at what Jordan Poole and Gary Payton II brought to the table in the entire game, you know, 31 bench points, uh, those two combined, like that, that gives you an extra punch and that helped. But also, man, for the Boston Celtics guys, like in the fourth quarter, like they made their first three in the third. They created a great run. And then in the fourth quarter, you had a time where there was Jordan Poole and Stephen Curry on the, on the court together, and they were targeting those guys. And then all of a sudden they started taking a lot of poor shots. They started rushing their shots. The game didn't – there wasn't any more fluidity to the game. And that's where you really saw the Warriors start to take the game over in the fourth. And that's – Boston, once again, careless with the ball – 18 turnovers. I would question anybody. I would say at least 10 of those turnovers were unforced turnovers. So, yeah, I'm giving Golden a lot it. of credit for their defense. Their defense was off the charts. But there are a lot of times throughout the course of the game where you're like, yo, Boston, what the hell are you doing? Why are you making careless passes, which led to 22 points by Golden State? So, bench points and points off turnovers. If you're in Mayadoka, you're like, yo, this is game four all over again. But don't you give credit to... to- Golden State for creating those mistakes, punching the ball out like GP did, doing those sort of things, putting people in Key, pressure look, situations. Look at this pass to Marcus Smart. Look at this. Well, that, yeah, that, that was a bad pass. I saw, no I'm saying like about it. at least 10 out of the 18 turnovers. And like I said, in but my see, comment, right here, that's great defense. But that's no, that's Jason Tatum throwing his arms out, extending his arms into the trap, looking for a foul call all the time. And I'm saying it's game five, dude. Don't do that. Play through contact. He made a comment in game four where he's like, I got to stop looking for the fouls. I got to start absorbing contact, getting to the rim. So when he comes out lackadaisical in the first six, seven minutes of the game, you're like, what kind of tone is this setting? You're going next level on careless turnovers. You're like, it's not just the most obvious careless turnover. It's stuff that a pro in this situation needs to know. Jay sounds like a damn coach, though. So he he needs to go. You need to coach because you sound like one right now. Well, Golden State State played their ass off. Like, I give them a lot of credit, especially when Steph doesn't play well. But you're looking at Boston and be like, all right, you guys are playing into this, though. Like, Mm -hmm. Marcus Smart easily lobbing the ball over the top in the third quarter. You're like, why? There's 22 seconds on the shot clock. What the hell are you doing, man? Halftime coach Jay. I'm going to roll you in there in the locker room and give them that talk. Yo, I'm just saying. And then Marcus Smart, like Jordan Poole, you know, Marcus Smart gets a rip through, right? Uh-huh. And Jordan Poole doesn't get hit in the face, but he throws his body back. And Marcus Smart, Smart gets complains. called for the foul. Yeah. Then he complains to the ref about the possession before, gets a technical foul. You're like, yo, this is championship experience teams, right? Like that's what Golden State is. And it just looks like when you need them to the most, Boston looks Instead young. of Marcus Smart turning to the ref and being like, just, you know. You look, know look, you know, causing her to go against yeah, you. Look, You're look, on the road in you'll game see, five. You'll see, you'll see tape later. I'll give you, you know. another one, right? And this is where Draymond's so great at it. They, they, they get into that whole spot in the third, and when the, when the quarter's over, Jason Tatum tries to take the ball, and he walks towards the bench. And Draymond, literally, in the midst of all the Boston Celtics teammates, walks over to the Boston Celtics bench with him, like, yo, give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. Like, there are little things that championship teams do because of their experience to try to rattle young teams. And it just looked like Boston was continuously rattled in the fourth quarter the same way they were rattled in the fourth quarter of game four. Now, Boston, that's the first time they have lost following a loss in these playoffs. They were 7-0 and heading into that game. If they are able to bounce back at home, which they have done – coming off of consecutive losses, that would be something new, right? If they didn't win, then they would force a game seven. Now, let me tell you something, Jay. You mentioned 
You know how those commercials say, don't be that guy. My job is to be that guy, so I'm going to have to do it to both of you right now. Steph Curry in Game 5. There's nothing wrong with having an off night when they change their defense on. You make sure that you're not going to hurt them. You've carried the team in the finals so far. Okay, no doubt, no problem. He's the MVP still. But coming up, I'll tell you when that cannot happen or it undoes, it undoes, it undoes all the good work he has done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Curry shedding himself of white. Three for three, pops it in and out. And three Celtics under the basket, Horford rebound. 0 for 9 from 3. He's going to be livid going into game 6. That's exactly what we need. We're never worried about number 30. I just know he'll respond. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Steph Curry was asked by Monica McNutt. Well, you'll hear the whole thing. Monica McNutt grabbed Steph after the game, and they talked about his three-point streak coming to, the, to an end. But listen to the whole thing. I have to give you a stat. Don't hold it against me because I'm probably the first person to tell you. So now you didn't hit a three. That's the first time. I know what it is, but I don't know how many games it was. 233. All great things come to an end at some point. But I'm glad I'm hearing that stat with a smile on my face. Mm. All right, I'm going to be that guy right now. Oh, as Key would say, put some yeast on it, the snap, crackle, pop, the media, narrative, whatever people want to say. Doesn't bother me. I'm going to do it anyway. Steph Curry has had a sensational final so far, and his, his subpar play in Game 5 when they changed the defense and everything, that's all right, man. You don't have to be a supernova every single game of the finals, unless you're like Michael Jordan. Everyone else is going to have a bad game, whatever, right? No big deal. And by the way, your teammates picking you up, one of the reasons they have that healthy culture is Steph. Give him credit. But I have to say this. The Celtics have this is the first loss they've had off a loss in these whole playoffs. So unless they have another loss off a loss, this is going to a game seven. Steph can't have a game like he had last night if, and lose the series in game seven. You cannot wind up back in San Francisco have a subpar game, and the Celtics win the series. If that happens, Jay Key, then the great work he did so far, is that's not what will be remembered. And the narrative, which you guys claim guys like me are writing, but are actually just reading, we don't write it, the, the, the athletes write it, 
is going to flip from this is Steph's greatest finals, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, my God, MVP, MVP top 10 player. That can happen in game five. My point is can't happen in a game seven loss. Go ahead, guys. I don't, I don't, have, a, <clears throat> I don't have a problem with you saying that if, if they go to game seven and he struggles in game seven, it doesn't change the way that I feel about Steph Curry. It doesn't change anything. Sometimes you don't play your best. And if they win, doesn't mean anything. If they lose, yes, I'm sure him, fans, everybody else would, have, would like to have seen a little bit more. But that's okay, Max. It doesn't, doesn't make him a less of a player, Jay, because at game seven he misses a few threes down the stretch. Doesn't, doesn't change anything for me. I, I, uh, I, I, I hear your point, Max, and I, I, I feel where you're going because you've been on <laughs> that the whole time, and it's something to pay attention to. I, I just have a tendency to extract um, the win from this in a team sport even though there is something on the line individually for Steph. And also for me, this to me just kind of epitomizes even more so the greatness of Steph, right? The fact that this dude has gone 233 consecutive games with making a three. Including the playoffs. Now, there was a different wrinkle on how Emi Yudoka and the Boston Celtics defended him. Which you predicted. Which we talked about, right, leading up to this game. There was no drop coverage. Al Horford, Robert Williams, they were more up on all the ball screens. They kind of pseudo-blitzed him. He got the ball out of his hands, eight assists, by the way, to make some plays to Draymond, other guys to make plays happen. So he let the game develop. But I I, I do believe that Steph is one of the highest IQ players we have in the game. So there's going to have to be a wrinkle on top of the wrinkle going into game six because that wrinkle isn't going to work anymore because throughout the course of the game, his legs just seemed like they were heavy. Like his shots were short. Uh, It wasn't... Like, the defense distracted him in the first couple of quarters, but he got himself looks he just couldn't get going. That that is credit to Boston, but I do believe that he will get himself going again when it matters. By the way, I agree with you. In a certain way, it it highlights his greatness in Game 5 because as an unselfish player, as a guy who establishes the culture there, other guys step up. He's still playing defense. Like, even if he's not a great defender, you can see his body has changed, etc., etc., he doesn't hit a three for the first time in a billion years. It points how many out how many threes he's hit. I'm not talking about game five. You're talking what, about game seven. I'm saying, talking about game seven. I'm saying like, like now, and Key, he's when Key, fo- he's now, focusing on Max, Ian, can, I t- can I tell you why it yeah. may be set up for that for you on game seven? Yeah, now, just your argument. And it might not, not get mine, to not game mine. seven. But it might not matter. So what's been happening defensively for Golden State, Boston's been seeking out Stephen Curry on every matchup. Right, So they're forcing him to defend. Mm -hmm. Also, what you saw last night is they are denying him the ball from the time he gets over half court. So they're making him work exponentially more to get his shot off, which you hope towards the end of a game, it takes his legs away, which equates to his shots being short. Now, if they continue to play that way, which I expect them to do so, if they are able to get a game six win, this will test the endurance of Stephen Curry more than anything because now you're getting targeted on a defensive end and they're trying to take your legs away. You have to work for each and every possession, which means you have to run more to get the ball. I want to get back. I I hear you. I get it. But I want to get back to key your thing about it doesn't change your view of him. To me, the view of a player while they're active, while they're still in championship games, it's a moving target. Without us realizing, even if you say, oh, it's not going to affect my opinion of him, 
if he has a poor game, if it gets to a game seven, it may close it out in game six. But if it gets to a game seven, he has a poor game seven and they lose a championship. The, the, the way we all perceive him shifts a little bit. If he has an enormous game six or game seven, though, they win another championship. He's finals MVP. He's, how can that not? These because, are these how you define your legacy right now. You, one, his legacy is already defined as far as I'm concerned. Fully? It, it pretty much is. I mean, you start off by he changed the game just on the shots alone, mm-hmm. on the, on the, yeah, yeah, on yeah. the changing of the three-point shot. That changes. He's won three championships. Mm-hmm. He's broke records and whatever else and all the other things that accolades. It's already set. But when now, he s- can add a little bit more to it. Yes. If you want a little more icing on the cake, so to speak. But it won't change it if they lose and he has a poor game. Look, if you're, you're right in the sense that who cares if you're top 15 or top 10? Because you wake well, up on a Tuesday, you redo the you list. You do. And, yeah, whoever. You but, do, though, but Max, I'm just you ta- care. I'm saying in the history of the game, these moments determine whether players like this are remembered all as top does, 10 all-time players. All it does players. for me, Jay, and Ma- I mean, all it does for, for me is it, it solidifies Max's so-called argument that, see, game seven, he played bad. This is not... LeBron James, he's not Kobe Bryant. He shouldn't belong. I in the don't want to say that. That's I'm looking you, forward to him coming through. Of course, you don't want to say it. No, but I'm I'm, I'm looking wink, forward wink. to I'm I'm looking forward I, to him coming through. I'm just saying that's what's great about coming through is you don't have to come through. It could go the other way. I just think if they come through and they win a championship, key to me that that will cement his spot in the top ten. But if they don't win a championship and he has a lackluster performance like Max is talking about in Game 7, and even if they never win a championship again and his stats get him there, there will be a lot of people. I will not be one well, of them. A lot them. of people going to do I that. I will not yeah. be one of them that will debate whether he belongs in the top 10 because they're going to talk about finals, MVPs. They're going to talk about all these other things. I would think if they won and he got the finals MVP, people will still have, eh, no. well, he's right outside because I can't take out Will. He's not better than Tim Duncan. Why would I move him? He's still, let me, still give, you, let me give you an analogy. Let me give you an analogy. With Dodgers pitchers, two of them, two mm-hmm. of the great lefties in Dodgers history because you're a big Dodgers fan. Sandy Koufax. No, no, forget Sandy Koufax, all right? Uh, Clayton Kershaw. Okay. Greatest regular season pitcher of all time, yes. arguably, right? Postseason, not the same guy quite. You could argue that, but key, it's like, look at the, okay. Fernando Valenzuela, great pitcher, but in the playoffs, one was, of the greatest of all yeah, time. Now, money. Then the, okay, you brought up Koufax, another Dodger lefty. Greatest regular season pitcher of all time in the playoffs got even better. Yeah. If Clay- Clayton Kershaw really can't be compared to Koufax because he wasn't Valenzuela in the playoffs, but if he was, if Kershaw was Valenzuela in the playoffs, he's Koufax. He may be better than Koufax. What I'm saying is, he took when, a little, he took a little steam, little you know, bit. got got hit a little bit, little bit. So, and when you're when you're when you're splitting hairs among the all time greats, those enormous leverage moments matter. So I'm saying if Steph has a great game six, game seven, whatever it is, wins the championship. That's the finals MVP. If it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have won. He's the best player on the floor either team. When you do the final analysis, when it's all said and done, he has that. If he doesn't have that, then you're comparing him. Well, the thing about Kobe Bryant is the thing about can Shaq I, is, you know. Can I, he still had, he had 16 points in a win. I know that's what I, I'm saying. I, I, that's I, why I, you know. I, I, I say if they lose, if they win, it's. I, 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 I not know, the same. but like you know, four out of the five games he's been prolific, and he had 16 points in the win. So I, I hear the argument that you're building towards a game seven, but like 
the body of work that he's done up until now has proven no like he, doubt. Okay, no. What if they lost? What if they'd have lost this game and he had the sixteen points? What would you be saying today? I'd say you would be. The series would be over if it wasn't for Steph already. So you still got a chance to win the series because you got Steph. Game five, you're allowed to have a bad so game out of five. Have, so you wouldn't have said in game five he he nope. was zero for nine from three. If if Steph would have been balling like you're supposed to, they would have won. See, this is what I'm telling you. No. It's, they're at home. They're supposed to take the lead. You wouldn't have said all that. No, but if they got closed out, if they went then went to Boston and it happened again and they lost, yes, I would. If they get to a game seven and they're on their home floor, as I always say, fate of the universe on the line, yes, I would. You're see, entitled you to have, have to, an off game. No, but see, I think if, if, if they would have lost this game, game no, I wouldn't five, kill him in a game and five. He, and he played – I guess you could call it poor, whatever you want to call standard. it. Yeah, by, by his, his standards, standards yeah, you would have yeah. you sitting here Pinocchioing us right now. No, 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 Key, no, I got nothing man. to hide. You would have been. You know, this been, whole thing is yeah. set up for a game seven and a defining moment in your eyes. Absolutely. I don't know if it'll get to a game seven because I think game six get, clay might be coming up. We'll get to that a little later. I think it's gonna get to a game seven. If it gets to Boston's gonna defend home court. If it gets to a game seven, am am I on another planet? Like, how could everyone not see it that way? Like these are the because moments I, that define these, yeah. your – It would be great but because I don't, I our don't story put, would be – Jay, our story would be 200 – what was it, 250-pound guy landing? Yeah, 240 40-pound guy landed on his ankle. He came back. I mean, it would be a great story. There's no question. We would – The book would come yeah, out. It would, a new generation of sports would, fans no would be – Oh, of course. No it, it would be that story. I'll take it back to baseball again. Reggie Jackson struggling in the playoffs and this net. They brought him into winning World Series and all this. Hits three home runs in game six. They win the World Series. If you take that away, he's not the same Reggie Jackson. Those moments were it, a great player, Hall of Famer, but not Reggie. Like those – these these. Biggest moments that we that live in our memories forever. How can we not say they're important? I think I had a Reggie bar once upon a time. <laughs> yeah, it was like a hundred thousand dollar bar. Remember? Yeah, it was a hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah basically. Reggie, yeah, Reggie bar. Basically, yeah. Hundred thousand dollar bar. <laughs> you don't remember hundred thousand dollar bar? That, okay. that used to be a lot oh, of money, Jay. Yeah. No, not real no, money. Candy joking. bar, man. <laughs> the Reggie bar. I remember yeah. that. Crowd Jay hangs out with. They actually buy hundred thousand no, dollar bars. That's no, not the crowd I hang out with. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. It absolutely is one of the crowds you hang out with. There you go. For protection on the road and on the water, see how much you can save at one eight hundred Progressive and Progressive dot com. So, Russell Wilson, uh, guys, <laughs> um. Pulled off quite the sweet surprise. That's what it says right here. Catching the goodies singer unaware as she posed for photos outside an event for 10 to 1 rum in Los Angeles. So the uh, so Russ was gearing up for his first season with the Broncos after, his, you know, obviously his whole career with the Seahawks. He's won a Super Bowl. He got to another Super Bowl. He only had two seasons under double-digit wins. One of them was a nine-win season until his first losing season Last year, um, he posted a video of the moment on Instagram. Channing Crowder <laughs> said, I love him on the field, but he's a square. Here's the video he posted on Instagram. You can see on ESPN2 right now. I love him on the field, but he's a square. Guys, is Wilson a square? Why do you call a dude a square, though, man? But, I mean, is it even a terrible thing to be a square? No, it's not a terrible thing. Yeah. It's a great thing to be a square. I'm square. Right. So, I'm, yeah, now you are. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you had some point you got to grow up, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Just to have some more angles in there. Now it's You square. know, the, 
I've just been thinking about this, I don't know, for a, a while now. I don't think the Denver Broncos are a Super Bowl team. Okay, I just don't. With Russell Wilson, with Aaron Rodgers, with Tom Brady, I just don't think they're a Super Bowl team. But it goes beyond football for me when it comes to Russell Wilson. I, I try to – I, I want to understand why people feel a certain way about his personality, so to speak. Um, not necessarily his play on the field because his play on the field, it is what it is. But it's just his personality, Jay. Like he's a square. He's a lame uh, they would call him a sucker. All, all the things that you look at and you go, well, that's not the way you describe him because he is he is a different type of person. And I wonder if when he's in the locker room, do his teammates look at him like Crowder? Do they look at him and say he's a square? Can that hurt in the locker room if they feel he is? I think it could hurt in a locker room. See, so when you're in a locker room amongst people, if they think you're a teacher's pet, see, I was a teacher's pet, but they also knew that the teacher's pet would also get an earful from me. I mean, the the teacher would also get an earful from the pet. My head coaches liked me. They dealt with me. My position coaches dealt with me. The front office dealt with me. Owners dealt with me. So a lot of times... Players look at that, and they say, well, he's just trying to be like them. He's not one of us. He's square. All that. But they didn't treat me that way because they already knew. They knew that I knew the long game. See, it's a long game that needs to be played. It's not the short game as a professional athlete. I also think, Jay, that when you look at a lot of our black quarterbacks, so to speak, they got a different type of swag that come with them. It's 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 a little more urban, you know. Whether it's the Cam, whether it's Lamar Jackson, whether it's the Geno Smiths, uh, who else is out there? That's a, a Kyler Murray's. Um, they just come with a different type of swag that that seems to be a little more authentic, I think, than the way people are looking at Russell. Man, like to me, th- this is this is a a bigger kind of thing within the black community, be real with you, right? Like um, there will be a lot of people that would say, is Russell Wilson black enough? Like, is he black enough? Right. And which is the most ignorant thing that I've heard because it, and it key, like to the whole authenticity, like he is authentic, authentic to himself and who hell he wants yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like now that may not be culturally accepted by everybody, but like, yo, shouldn't we praise a dude that is an incredible stepfather and there's also this whole comparison, to be honest with you, about, you know, he's married to Sierra, who came off being with Future, who was a culture-type guy, right, in the rap game. So people like to compare those two lifestyles and what that is. And, you know, is he really, truly urban enough? Like, you don't have to be urban enough. Russell Wilson, keep being your damn self. I think that's like, he the is, question. Well, that's what he, I just said. Though, I know. Jay, Jay, I, I, like I, I want to follow well, up Hold on, on Max. Let me finish yeah, my yeah, point sorry. for a second. Because this, this is the kind of stuff that really annoys me and it bothers me. Because I feel like we don't reward that type of behavior as much or it's not as spoken about as much. Because we like to focus on let's ride or things like that that make him seem quote unquote cheesy corny. or corny. Yeah. And it's like, yo, but that's who this dude is. No, that's who he is to me. And that's, that's okay. Like that's black too to me. And that bothers me that happens within our community. Well, it's personal. I, can to I, me. I, can, I just want to follow up on that. 
I hear what you're saying. I, I get the I get the point. Like what being a good father somehow that's not what you would describe as black enough. Like that's a problem if you think that, right? Well, I didn't but, say. I'm just no, saying. No, but like I'm how saying characterized. I'm I'm saying, but but to me, it's not so much that necessarily he's a square because key inside. You're a square. Oh, I'm a but, square. But it's I'm, wrapped. I'm scared but, to death. But it's wrapped up in. But it's wrapped up in swag, right? So yeah. you can travel in different circles. Absolutely. And get, okay. Andrew Luck. Take Andrew Luck, and now is taking the racial component out of it. I get it. That dude is a square, right? But somehow it comes off to me as purely authentic. That is who Andrew Luck is. My question about Russell Wilson is if he's a square. Is it because he's a square or because people think, I don't know how authentic so you think he, So in other words, you think he, he is playing to the cameras. He's no, I'm playing. wondering if that's what people are feeling. But Max, who, like, who <laughs> doesn't who we are change over time? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like depending upon who you marry, like that changes over time because oh, you start. No, so like, I don't understand this thing. Like, oh, he doesn't understand who he is. Like. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, do you think there's a component of people being like, there have been players we know who 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 you say he's he's playing that part of himself. I don't think I don't think so at all. I think he is. That is who he is, and he has to keep being. That's who he is. He just he can't be something he's not. We know plenty of. I can tell you one thing: he outkicked his coverage though. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from six to ten Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.